All right. Welcome back to the Legal Weekly Wine, uh, where we talk about the hottest legal topics of the week. And today it is February 9th of 2023. And we are going to try to hit the couple that we know about. A lot. We're going to do some rapid fire updates and then dive in <laughs> to one a little bit. I mean, it's still early on, but we've got a lot coming. Yeah. So we have three updates. We've been following the Elon Musk trial. We've been following Gabby Petito was one yes. of our first. And then um, Tyree Nichols was last week that we started. So we've been following those three. Yes. We're going to hit those three with some updates. And then we're going to talk about the newest one. The Lindsay Clancy case in Massachusetts. I think that yeah. with her arraignment being this week um, and she's being charged with the murder of her three children that the legal aspects here, this is a tragic case, but sort of the attorney seems to be a big shot who's doing interviews about what her defense will be raises some legal questions. Absolutely. So these are what we found is the hottest legal topics as well as follow-ups. I am Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. And we are part of Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. All right. It is the weekly wine. We always start with some wine. <laughs> Today, I am afraid I stole a bottle. From my husband. We got in a little bit of trouble. We did. Um, now, because we got in trouble, you can tell that it was one of our favorite bottles. Um, so it's a special bottle for us. We like it a lot. I was like, oh, we'll do the Ghost Pines. Um, and my husband's like, oh, that was the special wine for what we were saving for. So I'm going to have to buy another bottle. He just adores you. He was like, I got it for us. It was very cute. <laughs> it was very sweet. It was almost heartbreaking. He's like, I'm sorry I used the Ghost Pines. Um, but... <laughs> It will let you know how good a wine that this is. Yes. So it is a ghost. It's ghost pines. Um, and it's specifically the Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, so it is a, the winemaker's blend. We've got the 2019. Um, it is it is very, very good. It's layers of blackberry and dark cherry complement rich roasted vanilla, Asian spice and the nutty smoke character, all surrounded by firm integrated tannins. Um, so that's what Sounds we have. It is a more expensive bottle. It's about $25 to $30, depending on where you are. Um, so it's not expensive, but it's a little higher price, but it is worth it. It is really good. I know already I like it. Chelsea has never tried it. So we're going to take a take a drink. I've never met a drink I didn't like. <laughs> Toast it, and you guys, get your own glass of wine. Get something to join us for oh, happy yes. hour. It is Friday. It is happy hour. We deserve a little glass of wine yes. and some laughter and some interesting legal issues. Yes. So, cheers, cheers to the week Love and it. the wine. I tried not to gulp, and then I did. And then you did. It's it's her, her trademark. I know, but then I... <laughs> I was watching our episode from last week and you were like, I really hate the sound of gulping. I <laughs> literally had a fit of laughing by myself in my apartment. I laughed when we recorded it and then just re-listening to it, I was dying. I totally forgot about that part. We're going to have to clip it. It was so funny. We'll have to do a YouTube short on it. It was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate gulping, um, but it's okay because it's now your signature. And it's really good. The wine is really Did you good. Like it? No, it is really good. It's very smooth. I was going to say... Even for like, you know, it's like a darker red, but it is very smooth, very it drinkable. It is. It doesn't have a bitter taste. That's and it. And I appreciate that. Like the, even the sort of aftertaste is really nice. Yeah. For me, I'm tasting like the berry on the back end. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I love berry. I love so. that. See, like you have all the words for it. I'm like, it's good. <laughs> As those of you who are listening may or may not know, we are not wine connoisseurs, but we do enjoy wine. We mm-hmm. think that it's delightful for happy hour Absolutely. and we're enjoying tasting different ones. Yes. If you have a suggestion for us of one you like, yeah. um, please send it. We will buy it. We will taste it. We will tell you what we think about it. Right As of right now, we haven't found any that we don't like. Yes, I've never, I mean, I guess I don't know, I've never had a drink I don't like, but if you have one that might be interesting, send it our way, you'll get like a live test review and a shout out. It'll be super a fun. shout out, right. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Anyway, we'd love to try your wine. So yeah. we Why did that sound so dirty? I know, God, it did. Try um, your wine. Try your wine. Um, yeah, I may need my own attorney here. <laughs> We are on another level, y'all. Today has been jam-packed. For us, this week really has been jam-packed, but in a good way. Yeah. Maybe we should start. Let's talk about the trial that wasn't like. Oh my God. So, okay. Elon Musk, you guys, we talked about it at least twice before we talked about what the trial involved, what the defenses would be, um, or most likely would be. And then the next week it was like, wow, this is definitely the defense that's being used. But like nothing. And then like crickets. I, I do not understand. To me, it's like it's Elon Musk and it's Tesla and it's all these security fraud and, you know, this tweet that people lost a ton of money. I thought it would be covered a lot like, more. Very high profile. And very little coverage. Yes. Very. It has been. The coverage has been very disappointing. Like, we have been trying to find information and it's like going on a little goose chase of trying to find information about this case. Well, I think and it's interesting because coverage we did find. They're saying that they expected these big turnouts, like the, the yeah. court had sort of prepared for people to be there, and they weren't. Yeah. It, it, I like the way you said it. It was a yeah. trial that wasn't. Um, but in the end, it has I, concluded. It has finished. In a shocking. I will say, I I am genuinely surprised. I, I really thought it was going to be a finding of liability. I thought this, okay, so it's civil trial, not, not criminal. So it's not guilty. It's liable, but they found him not liable at all. Okay. Cause that's the thing. All because there was already a finding by the judge that the statement that the Twitter statement was false. So to me to come back from that, see, I, okay. So this is part of the thing. What I kept being like, I think this is a strong argument is that Sure, it's false, but no logical person is going to take that and make big life decisions on it. Because for me, like that makes sense. That is like a logical, I mean, I I don't get into the celebrity of things. Like I'm not, I feel like I just don't get into like the hero worship of these characters a lot. And so it seems really strange to me to like take Mm -hmm. somebody's tweet like that. But apparently the jury thought so too. Right. I mean, he, he what he was testifying to was, look, you know, tweets are very limited. You can't put all the information yeah. in one tweet. So no one should rely on one tweet, you know, yeah. check out other information. I just do partial communications. Plus the market fluctuates even with or without his statements. And all of this was put as a defense, just like we predicted. Yeah. But what we did not predict was that the jury would go along with them. I thought they would find him at least partially liable. Like maybe not 100%, but like something. I thought they would find him liable, but reduce the damages. That was my prediction. That they would say, yes, he's liable. 
yes, these tweets were false. Mm-hmm. They mi- were misleading. These investors invested because of these tweets. The market fluctuated yeah. because of these tweets, because they were false. Um, so we believe you're liable for yeah. them. But I thought they would reduce the damages yeah. by, well, maybe, you know, your particular part wasn't as bad. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't even a damage calculation. Nope. It was a, we didn't even get to damages. Part of me wonders, and this is just me speculating wildly since, I mean, the coverage wasn't intensive, is that I think this, with a lot of juries and a lot of cases, that sort of climate, social, cultural yeah. climates have more to do with outcomes than necessarily the case does. And in this case especially with like sort of how Elon talks about things. The the few things I've seen, like I said, I don't follow him all that much, but it's sort of like, oh, free speech. Like he seems to be like a big advocate of that and sort of like then punishing him for a tweet sense. I mean, because there's obviously much more complex things than that, but I think it's a sort of sentiment around people who like him. Um, So I wonder if that maybe played a part on the jury's eventual sort of decision. Very well could have. So I haven't seen anything as a reflection, I, I haven't seen anyone who's actually spoken to a juror and gotten an opinion, but I am They could waiting. sell their story. I know they, they could I, make some money. Absolutely. I'm waiting for a juror to come forward yeah. and say, this is why we found that way. I would I would love to see it. I know yes. people would be interested and people might pay for it. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for. So that's Elon Musk. Yes. Um, Gabby Petito, we talked about, truly, I think it was like our second episode. I think episode. it was our second episode. Um for the weekly wine where we talked about, so go back to, we had, I think it's titled, why are there three civil cases or three cases for Gabby Petito? And right now they are in the midst of the civil trial or the civil cases. So yes. So there's two that are ongoing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, One that was closed. One that was closed. And that the two that were ongoing were against the Moab police department. And the other one was, the parents of Gabby Petito against the parents of Brian, Brian Landry. So we have interesting. We have two updates. Yes, we really do have two updates. So first, the one that I was speculating on, we were kind of speculating on a lot last time was they were attempting, they had filed a motion to amend their complaint against the parents to add the attorney, which Brian Landry's yes, family attorney, right? Because he was the one who was speaking on behalf of, of the family. Of the family. And I mean, the real contention in the whole complaint is that they knew Gabby was dead and gave a statement very misleading, otherwise, um, and kind of categorically false, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Um, and so the judge let them add the attorney. It's incredible. Yes. And so I think. And he was, the attorney was interviewed after and he's like, honestly, this is what I expected. It's a pretty standard motion. These things are kind of broadly approved, sort of leave to amend the complaint. And he said, so when I am served, he hadn't been served yet. He said, when I am served, I will retain counsel and we'll go from there. Which is good. I mean, he's saying all the right things. He's doing the proper things, retaining, you know, waiting to be served, retaining counsel. And he is not representing the family in this case. He can't. Right. It's a conflict. Well, we talked if about it a little a, bit last time right. of like whether or not he could. He definitely is not. He's just still like a family attorney, I guess is the best way Which to frame crazy it. crazy because, I mean, they, they both have to defend themselves and he may have to defend himself to the detriment of the Landry family. Yes. Especially where, if the judge kind of was like, well, 
you need to break privilege or whatever. For- right. He will, there will have to be some motions as to whether he can break attorney client privilege, what he can and cannot say yeah. based on the communications he had with the family. What he can turn as over. Their attorney. Yeah. What can he turn over? There will be a lot of motions and in camera yeah. reviews, judicial reviews in chambers, in judges' yeah. chambers of the evidence he has, the evidence that can and can't be produced. Um, so that, that'll that be an interesting addition yes. to the Gabby Petito case. And then there is one other update for Gabby. Um, do you want to tell us about that one? Yeah, so a picture has emerged yes. um, where we already had seen the video that had been produced um, of the Moab County Police Department engaging yeah. in this this stop or this encounter with Gabby and Brian regarding domestic violence, where ultimately they had determined that she was the aggressor rather than him. But a picture has now come out that I think she took herself. Yes, it seems to be that she took, I say selfie just as a picture of herself, mm-hmm. not like she was like posing. It seemed right. to be documenting the injuries to her face, which were bad look nothing like they do on the body cam. Yeah, on the um, body cam where you're seeing the video from the yes. encounter, it's hard to tell that anything's wrong with her face, but this picture is that she clear. took. Oh my gosh, on her left side. Oh my, it looks like somebody punched her in the face. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say it. And obviously body cams aren't the clearest. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. But they, even the timestamps, like we're not talking about a big time. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not days later. No. This is not... The next day, this is within hours, within minutes that she's taking this picture. And it's very clear, red scrapes. I mean, like around the orbital, like all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So in their second suit against Moab, this looks worse. Oh, it looks terrible. We kind of talked about last time of with what we saw at that time, it would be kind of hard to make a determination. That girl looks like she got punched in the face in this picture. Like, and it, I think if you see that in person, it either looks like she got hit with a baseball in the eye or she was punched, right? Like, it doesn't right. seem like there's another explanation for that to Well, me. the question I would have as a civil attorney against the police department and the individual officers, if I could tag them, but at least... What the, injuries did he have? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so here's the body cam. What, what injuries did you see on her? Oh, wait, I'm going to show you a picture. Right. And you didn't see this? Right. Wait, hold on. Look closer. What about this injury on her eye? What about this one on her cheek? Yeah. And I would go piece by piece. What about this one? Yeah. Like what about that skin. one? I would break down each injury to her yeah. face and say, wait, you didn't see that? Are you sure? Yeah. You're, you're positive you didn't see that. How long were you there on the scene? Yeah. Did you check back in with them at any point? Did you think that yeah. you should take pictures of her injuries. Right. Like that picture is so damning. It really like truly was, I think I was sort of giving the police department a lot, which I don't normally do, but in that it seemed like they were, it really did seem like good intentions of trying to do the right thing. But with this, to me, it really changes my perspective on the way they were talking to her then. I, yeah. I just, I don't know how you look at someone who is so significantly smaller than the other party and I mean, they just look like she got socked in the face. Yeah. Um, so that will be interesting to see what else comes out in Discovery. Agreed. Um, and we'll keep following that one. Yeah. So that's the the two updates on our prior ones. Um, mm-hmm. Tyree has a quick update, yes. very similar to Gabby Petito, is we have a picture. Yes. We have a picture um, that has come out that it seems that one of the officers who was at the scene, who has been arrested and charged, um, had taken a picture 
of Tyree Nichols as he was sort of slumped over and, and beaten up. Um, after and he was against the car. After he was against the car. So that's at the end of sort of the, the beating that took place. And he sent it to people within the police department. He sent it to just other people. I think it was a total of five or six Ugh. contacts total. Um, and we also know that six more officers have not been named but are being investigated mm-hmm. in this police department at this time. Um, and I'm sure more will come out yeah. um, over the next few days and weeks and months, but it just keeps getting worse. It, it's not looking good, that's um, for sure. Like, why would you take a picture after that? Why? I mean, the only reason is not not good. I have several reasons yes. that I can think of, but none of them are I good. I just think it adds to sort of what we've touched on anytime someone's suing a police department, a city, is that this goes to show that there was a pervasive culture. To me, if I was arguing, right, like on behalf of his right. family, this is clear evidence that there's a pervasive culture that not only did everybody participate in this, but that there was enough of an acceptance of this behavior that someone felt comfortable taking a picture and sharing it with other employees, right? That, that's How do you again, share a picture? It's like, oh, look at what I did. Yeah. This is what I did. I'd be real curious to see what the text of that message said. Oh my goodness, right? What was, was it just the picture or was there text? I have to think there was text, right? I am waiting. They were not smart enough to not say things on the video. You can hear someone has, because I do not recommend watching it or listening to it, but there's a couple different um, news sources who've done breakdowns of what was said. And they are kind of bragging about what they did towards the end of the video. It seems like it. All of the officers at some point, this has now come out, remove their body cams. Um, I have seen at least three is what I have seen, is that one even took it off and placed it on the hood of a car. Yes, Um, for an extended period of time. And when he put it back on, they were all discussing his alleged, like, aggression. Right, Um, that wasn't shown in the videos. And that it seemed like a chance. So I had said this initially when you're watching the body cam, it's kind of hard to see what's going on. And so their audio of like dictating it, it does paint a story without that pole cam, right? That pole cam. That's what that, I mean. That's the key is like, it, let's remove all the body yes. cams and watch the pole cam. And that yes. seems to show what happened. And I think that that is the damning piece of evidence mm-hmm. because with the body cams, like I said, there's a lot of movement. It can be hard to see. And now we're finding out they're incomplete. Um, so I yeah. am very curious to see. If more arrests will be made in this case? At, even if they're not arrests, the number of employees who may be relieved of duty. Yes. Right? Who may be fired, who may be disciplined, yeah. both. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see the fallout. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see the civil suits because they're coming. Oh, they have they're to be. They're absolutely coming. Um, and that's that's what I'm interested in because I I, yes. I do civil law. Um, I do plaintiff's injury. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those wheelhouses of mine of wrongful death suit. Who am I suing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everyone. Everyone in Memphis. That's what I'm saying. To me, this like- Everyone. The more evidence that comes out, it's like goes higher and higher because it seems like yeah. a pervasive sort of- Yeah. Let's start with the police department. Yeah. And the sheriff's, sheriff's department, department and the EMTs and the, the whatever EMT group that they're like with. Fire yeah, department? I don't let's know. start with those three. Uh-huh. Just start there. The police chief himself, herself. I think it's a mm-hmm. female. Mm-hmm. No, I will say I got to give her credit. Um, the statements that she has made 
since everything has come out. Yes. The fact that she even released the body cam, I got to yes. give her cred- credit for. I think that for. is an excellent step towards transparency. I do too. Um, so I got to give her props for that. And I got to give her props for changing and adapting yeah. to what's been coming out. Um, yeah. For firing of the officers, for making things public, for saying that it there is no evidence that can be seen yeah. for X, Y, and Z for disbanding the Scorpion yes. unit. Um, I got to give her a lot of credit for that. I don't know what's going to happen to her in the end. I don't know if she's going to stay there. Right. Um, what's going to come out as far as her. But as far as what's currently yes. out there, I'm not I'm not disappointed with how she's been reacting. No, and I am very critical of policing in our country. Um, but I, and I don't know her history, but sort of what I have seen from this situation, I really agree because yeah. I'm very reform-minded for how we police in this country. I want to see a lot of changes, but this is what I, as someone who wants these changes, this is what I would want to see. Somebody who said, I am appalled that this happened. Yes. Here's everything you need to see. I do not support this. I don't condone this. And there just seems to be like, that's what you want. If you want to change in the system, like she seems to be doing what I would want somebody to do. I agree. So that's Tyree. So now we're going to hit the the new case um, um, that has come out. And Chelsea, you know a little bit more than I do. Yes. So if you can give us a brief I will. recap. I, and, you know, this is so sad. It is so sad. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Tissues um, are on the side. Yes, I know. So I will be very brief with the facts. What we know. So this happened in Massachusetts. Um, there was a woman, she's in her early thirties. She has, and this is Lindsay Clancy. She has three children, five years old, three years old, and seven months old. Um, seemed to be getting some sort of, of treatment for something. We, it, we don't know yet. Um, but what happened was on January 24th, her husband left her at home with the three children to go to CVS. Um, while he was at CVS, you can, he's seen on the security tapes, he's like calling her. I think he was getting some sort of like I want to say children's Motrin or something, but they didn't have the exact thing. And so he's like on the phone with her trying to get what they need. Um, And he goes and picks up a takeout order and comes back home. And when he gets back home, he finds his wife, Lindsay, outside, um, apparently having jumped from the second story window. I think it was 20 feet up. Um, Clearly, um, like her her body is mangled. She'd also had cuts on her neck and her wrist, um, but she is alive. Um, so she survived. She survived, um, but she did that to herself. Is yes. the understanding? Yes. Sorry if but I didn't clarify that. That wasn't done to somebody by someone else. There is. She, they were self-inflicted. Self-inflicted, and, she jumped. and and then she jumped. Um, so he, while he's still outside, um, calls nine one one. I believe he kind of asked her because she is semi-conscious. I don't think conscious for the entire sort of interaction. Um, says something about the basement. So he goes inside while he's on the phone with 911. And unfortunately, he discovers all three of his children unresponsive um, in the basement. At that time, um, two of the children, the oldest two, the five-year-old and the three-year-old, were transported to the hospital where they were um, declared dead immediately. Um, The seven-month-old actually was able to um, sort of be kept alive on a breathing machine, but no brain activity ever um what's the word i'm looking for like re he was able he was breathing right but there was no neurological activity and sure. after a few days eventually passed away um and this is shocking so virginia knows the first time i heard about this was actually 
on social media right after it happened. Um, this woman yeah. is like, you know, they seem like a all American family. She's a nurse yeah. or a midwife of some sort. Um, seemed to be very happy earlier that day. She had like built, she took her daughter to a, a doctor's appointment. They had been outside mm. in the snow, taking pictures, sending those pictures to her family. So immediately people are asking what happened. Yeah, why? Why would a mother kill her children? Yes. Why? There has to be, like, it's it's so improbable. Yes. And so beyond the pale for and it really a mother is rare. to kill their it children. It has happened before, but just we know the cases where it's happened before because it is so rare. Oh, it is rare. Yes. And as soon as it happens, it's media. Yes. Media frenzy. I mean, the one in the 90s that I watched yes. with the, the, one, the woman who drowned her children in a car. Yes. There, I mean, they're yeah. just... It, you know them yes. because there are a few. Um, and so um, sort of our armchair detectives, our TikTok detectives or other social media immediately sort of right after the incident say that this was a result of postpartum um, depression and or psychosis. Psychosis, yeah. Um, and that was our co- first conversation about it a week, two weeks ago maybe. Has to be the explanation, right? That was... Some psychotic break. Yes. Has to be. And it was sort of at least the conversations that I was seeing was about, were about, was about, were about the sort of um, lack of maternal aftercare. Mm -hmm. You know, there's sort of a six week follow-up, but really what is maternal health like in the United States? That's where a lot of the conversations that I I was seeing were really focused on. That's what they started with. Yes. It seemed to be just a real tragedy all around that this was a failure a system. This was something. Right. I was did fully she get appropriate care? Yes. Was she not receiving appropriate care? How did someone miss someone who had such significant postpartum depression? Yes. Was this not, you um, know, could something have been done? Is it really a psychotic break? Because she had been in an inpatient treatment for a couple days um, at the very beginning of oh, January. Oh, I didn't know that. It was three or four days, but I think it was for depression. Like it does not seem from what we have information at this moment, that there was ever a diagnosis of psychosis. Um, I think that's just been floated because of what happened. Okay. But it was a a couple days in an inpatient treatment. She was released. There were never any concerns expressed about harm to anybody, harm to herself. The only way to be released is that you're no longer a harm to yourself or others. And it was not sort of she was committed. It was sort of a a choice to get some treatment. Voluntary. Um, so there's that. That's like the earlier part of the month. But then. But then. This, this week, week. And this is why it's the legal news this week is because she was arraigned this week. And had a bond hearing. And had a While bond hearing. While she's in the hospital. While she's in the hospital. So she's zooming in. Um, she, I mean, has not left. I think the initial hospital she was at that she was taken to. Well, she's physically disabled she's now. Physically, I think we can pretty confidently say some sort of paralyzation. They said intensive spinal injuries. Um, so she can't move at this point. Mm. She is in this hospital, zooming into court. And let me tell you, I fully, earlier this week, last week, was like, this is truly a tragedy. Like, I don't think that punishing her does any social good, any of these things. I mean, she has to, my thought has yes. always been, well, she has to be incarcerated. Whether it's in a mental Some institution or a jail, she ha- she cannot be released. I mean, she's killed her children. right. But I, w- I was kind of, you know, she needs treatment. Like, maybe mm-hmm. this is not. Now, after this arraignment, I do not feel the same way. The facts that were proffered. So at the arraignment or the bond hearing, mm-hmm. the prosecution proffered 
facts Mm -hmm. that he believed the evidence would prove in order to tell the judge, this is why we think that she should remain incarcerated and what we think that the level of proof that we have, the facts that we have to sustain probable cause for her to be kept. Yes. And I think part of the reason so many facts were offered was because this story went viral there. The family set up a GoFundMe page. It's gotten over a million dollars, which I have a lot of thoughts about that. I don't don't I mean, understand. bless her husband. It sounds like her husband had no idea. I mean, yes. What a tragedy for him. Um, I don't know how you ever kind of recover from something like that. I don't think you can fully recover. Um, Prayers she, for him, y'all. I mean, truly, honestly, if anybody in this story, it sounds like to me, the person who needs the most prayers yeah. and the most help from here and continuing is the husband. Yeah. And, and father. I, I mean, he truly has obviously not made a lot of statements, but he came out and said he forgives his wife. And asked for others to forgive her. Bless You know what? I think some people need forgiveness for peace. And I think if that's what does it for him, I'm not going to hear any complaints from me. However, this woman, and y'all, I I don't say this lightly. The facts that were proffered at this arraignment hearing seem to indicate first degree premeditated murder. And that's what she's being charged with. In addition to assault i think it's maybe aggravated assault and strangulation yeah with a deadly weapon um well she allegedly yes according to the proffered facts used what exercise bands resistance extra exercise bands yes so the strangulation plus the assault with a deadly weapon now you don't normally think of that as a deadly weapon i asked you this question because i felt a little dumb because it was like (laughs) (laughs) you're you're not (laughs) i was like i thought it had to be something that's inherently dangerous to be a deadly weapon but no it it depends on the state okay Okay? it depends on the state so yes some states say it has to be inherently dangerous But there are other state codes, and it sounds like, without having looked at it, Massachusetts yeah. may have a law that says anything that could be used as a deadly weapon Which or was used. Um, normally, it's a gun or a knife, that sort of right. thing. Um, brass knuckles, things it's a that hammer, <laughs> right? Things that normally mean With, death yes. or destruction in some way. But in this particular case, I don't know if they'll be able to prove it based on their statutes and their rules. Yes. But that's the charge. It is the charge, um, and the facts that were proffered were that she seemed completely coherent. Like I said, she had been, she took her daughter by herself to that doctor's appointment earlier in the day. She had been sending pictures of them playing in the snow and communicating with family and friends. Um, her husband didn't seem to have any concerns. She was perfectly lucid and coherent on the phone while he, he was out of the house at CVS. Um, and to me, this is the most damning thing. And again, it's very circumstantial, and there is an easy explanation for it, too. Um, at some point earlier in the day, she had looked up um, where this place to eat dinner or pick up takeout was, and right. it's further away than the place they normally order for. And so she longer had, time, longer time. She checked, and this is the thing: she checked the maps, like on her phone, how long it would take to drive there. Now, to be clear, I have done this for so many places. I'm trying right. to see <laughs> when is Harry coming with my yes, food. I'm like, <laughs> Is DoorDash scamming me? Like, where is... Right, okay. (laughs) Completely innocent explanation. Right, there are reasons. It's just me being like a hungry hippo. Like, I just need my food now, okay? (laughs) However, in the context of this... Yeah. It does seem to be concerning. Um, I also... And I am not a medical professional. And I do understand that psychosis can sort of come and go. Mm -hmm. Especially when someone um, is dealing with, like, postpartum psychosis... This seems 
calculated to me. And who knows, maybe they'll be able to pull something from her medical records, a trial that makes me swing back the other way. But at this point, this seems too controlled. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, maybe what this like brought to to the forefront for me is in, in law school, we learn about the Andrea Yates case, which is very similar. Um, It was a woman, she had five children. Um, She was told though, between her, after her fourth, not to have any more children. Um, She did anyways, entered um, psychosis while her husband was at work um, and killed all five of her children in the bathtub. Um, However, this is a small detail that I remember from this case that makes it slightly different from this to me. She had called her husband, um, Mm -hmm. Andrea Yates had, and said, said something, very short conversation. But her husband later testified that he immediately knew she was not well. She was Something not herself. Was um, and it wasn't even what she was saying. It was just like, it didn't even sound like her, like someone who was not mm-hmm. themselves. Um, so it's very strange to me to like be able to have a conversation on the phone with your husband about picking up whatever medication from CVS and then proceed to murder three children. I don't know. It's hard. Maybe the so, medic- medical professionals know, but that seems odd to me. Well, and that's the interesting thing is, so the the immediate thought yes. is insanity defense. Yeah. This would have to be an insanity Temporary defense. Temporary insanity, psychosis, whatever. That you go for yeah. the postpartum. She was clearly within the last month, you know, mm-hmm. on a mental break or issue where She's having to be yes. hospitalized. They're changing her medication. She's clearly in postpartum. Her medication mm-hmm. seems to indicate this. She didn't get enough help, and now she's had a psychotic break. So but, that's one possibility. But her attorney kind of floated it's something weird. else. Um, He's gone another direction. Yes. So most of the media went to postpartum psychosis. Yes. Let's look at insanity. That was but the her in, medium. Her attorney yes. has taken it a different way. Which I thought was interesting. Um, and perhaps I'll tell you why I think he did this. So he is saying, or sort of saying without saying, he's done an interview with like the Boston Globe saying that she was essentially over-medicated. So between October of 2022 and January of 2023, she was on over 13 different medications and these are very serious meds. They're significant medications. I mean, some are like, okay, it's depression, like Zoloft, it seems like right. has been put out there. Zoloft is like a regular but depression like med. Ambien and Seroquel. Ambien is one of those sleep drugs that already is in the news and legally an issue that's been proved, like it's been produced as an insanity defense, Ambien by itself. Yes. So let's add that into the mix of these 13 medications. Seroquel, I think, is an antipsychotic. I believe so. I think it is either antipsychotic or mood stabilizer, that type of, but I mean, they're very similar things. Right. And so the thing is, is there's these 13 meds, pretty intensive, all of them. And she's been like fluctuating on and off of them. Right. If you change medications that many times for that many medications- Who's at fault here? Yes. And I think that's what the attorney seems to be bolstering a claim of. And if I, you know, 
in all my wisdom as a 3L, right? <laughs> Third year law student here, giving, giving great advice. Right. I mean, this man <laughs> truly has been like nominated as one of the best criminal defense attorneys. He's done over like a hundred homicide defenses. He's impressive, you guys. Truly. I'm giving props. I gave the props to the police officer, yes. the police chief. I'm giving props to this defense attorney. He truly does seem to be an, an incredible attorney. attorney. And props where props are due. And so... With that caveat, I do think he perhaps is um, pushing the drugs over a psychosis is because if there's not a definitive diagnosis of psychosis prior to this incident, which right now we don't know that there is, right? I don't think that would fly. I and think, that's what's going to have to come out. They're going to yeah. have to be experts who say, what was her actual diagnosis yes. beforehand? What can we diagnose her with now? Yes. That's post-dated. Yes. Right. Kind of post date it and go back. Yes. And honest to God, again, I'm going to go back to I'm a civil attorney. And yeah. in thinking about the plaintiff's injury, plaintiff's med mal, med mal, med mal all day long is like, do you does the husband and or yeah. this woman herself, the defendant, do they sue the practitioners in the yes. hospitals who diagnosed or misdiagnosed yeah. her? And treated her, gave her these medications. Are they sued for wrongful death for these children? I wonder. I mean, I think that's probably a likely. I think that's where it's scenario. Headed. I'm not saying one way or the no- another as we to just whether don't it's know right enough or not. Information. But as an attorney, as a personal injury attorney, that's where I see this headed. Is I see this headed where the husband and possibly this this poor woman. Yeah. Because she is alive, suing, yeah. I mean, she's, right. Either individually or together, suing the doctors, the hospitals, the caretakers for wrongful death of the children, where yes. they say it's not her. At least these other doctors have some responsibility for the ultimate death of the children. Sort but of. that's separate from, from the criminal. So, the, and I'll give you the last fact on the criminal that yeah. pushed me over the edge. Like I said, I truly last week heartbroken for this woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, Facts are tough. Now look, there's the whole thing about the looking at the time. It seems pretty damning to me. Then, and again, this is circumstantial, not true for every scenario. She wakes up, because like I said, she's sort of in and out of consciousness. She wakes up in the hospital, and the first thing she said was, do I need an attorney? Now, as not someone who will- how are the kids? Right. Did, right. Are and they someone, okay? Honestly, like- that's the kind of client you want. The first thing they're asking for is their attorney. Right. They're following <laughs> directions. But. But. Right. The question will be evidentiary. Yes. Evidence question. Evidentiary question. It's hard to say. Um, in Massachusetts yes. will be, is that allowed? In come in. Evidence. Yes. Can they actually admit the fact that she right. asked for the an attorney? The difference between the court of public opinion and like real court. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it'll come in, but is she going to claim insanity for psychosis or is she going to claim like intoxication and impairment, which is usually not a full defense, but usually a defense to first degree murder that would lessen the mental state and premeditation of first degree murder down to second degree murder. Which one is he going to choose? Yeah, Um, I... I'm, I will be very curious to follow this. Like I said, this is clearly an attorney who hmm. is, I don't think she probably could have gotten a better attorney, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I will be very curious to see what those arguments are. I mean, I think this will be one that I will likely stream and 
watch just because yeah. one to see someone who's been so well regarded as a litigator i'd be very curious to see what his trial how like, good is he right like I what mean, is he's gotta be fantastic you have to kind of learn from the best sometimes right like right? let me just watch and exactly as as a lawyer as a law yeah. student find the best yeah find them whoever they're representing find them watch them learn from them yeah. And admit that you have things to learn. I've been practicing 17 years and I have so much to learn. I will always be learning. I will never be yeah. good enough. And I will be thrilled, whatever this case yes. brings, to see what he does and how he does it. I agree. And just obviously from the just the arraignment, the prosecutor seems to know what she's doing too. And I, yeah. think, oh. I think our justice yeah. system works the best when you have two incredibly well-performing attorneys on either side um so it's a very heartbreaking case like there's nothing justice-wise that's gonna like bring these kids back that's going Mm -hmm. to like give this man his wife and his family back yeah um but on the legal side of things i think it will be an interesting defense um, absolutely and to sort of see the difference between what the public is thinking and what happens in the courtroom all right. Stay tuned, everybody. We will absolutely pick up this case again. Yes. We're going to see what else is in the news next week. But that's what's in the news this week. We hope that you leave a comment, leave yeah. a question. Um, it is fascinating to see some of your comments. And even in the shorts that we're yeah. doing, we're getting some comments, which I think is interesting. We love to see the debates. Yeah, it's we may not comment on every debate, but it's great to see them. Yes. We will comment when, when and if we can. Um, but... Like us, um, follow us, subscribe so that you can see the next episode so that you can catch up on the the latest legal weekly news. Um, And so that others can find us too, so that they can also follow the the legal weekly news because it is different. It's not just news. It's the legal section. And we love to look at it, um, find it, see what's interesting about it. Honestly, if you have any happy legal stories, shoot them my way. (laughs) We could use a few happy stories. Um, These might have to do. Look, we might have to do one of like the AI in the courtroom. Just something that is less heart wrenching. (laughs) Yeah, maybe next week will pause itself a little bit because we have wanted to do the AI in the courtroom. And I have been deep diving on that in my free time, down a rabbit hole about it. (laughs) And my coaching program, I have a coaching program, um, SMB coaching program. Um, they're specific to lawyers, and I will tell you that is all that they're talking about yes. right now is AI in the courtroom. So, um, shout out to them because they are flagging it too. Yeah. Um, I am on it. Chelsea is on yes. it even more than I am. Rabbit holes. Check out Chat GPT, and if everything is a little quiet, quiet next week, maybe we hit that because that is definitely a hot legal topic right now. Is the AI in the courtroom? Absolutely. And um, maybe that's a little less intense. I don't know if I can tell another sad story without losing. God, between Tyree Nichols, Gabby Petito, and the the death of these children. I'm a little, I might be a little tapped out on my sad stories. Yeah, we need more wine. So we're going to drink some more wine. Enjoy the rest of your wine and your Friday night and your weekend. Um, Check back in next week with us. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. And we are part of Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do.